Thank you again for joining us. This is episode 106 of the 2AM podcast. Welcome back. Hope everyone's doing well. How are you today, Zaid? I'm amazing. Couldn't be better. Hell How about yes. You? I'm doing great. Yeah. I was a little tired earlier, but I had my uh, daily Celsius, so I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've <laughs> well, been uh, I've been running on fumes because of sleep deprivation, but Yeah. <laughs> we are rocking with it. Yes, sir. Regardless. Yeah. Uh, so today we have a very interesting kind of uh, route. Mm-hmm. We're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a question, and we're gonna head on to it. And it's misconceptions today. What are some misconceptions that we have ran into, or we run into quite often? Mm-hmm. Um, I know mine. I just want to know yours. Well, misconceptions with what? Because misconceptions. Qu- yeah. Misconceptions that you have been running into lately, like things that you started thinking about. Um, that just seems to be following a certain pattern, you know, in life, you know, with human uh, traits, interactions, situations, hmm. uh, logic. I'll let you go first. Mental state. I have to think about this. Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, it and is a good question. Mine would have to be the misconception of how how to be as a man, towards a woman, Mm -hmm. especially when it involves like an intimate relationship. Yeah. You know, whether it's for uh, marriage or something along the lines of more serious, you know, you're Mm -hmm. looking for a companion. Um, I think there's a lot of misconception on how to be where you're supposed to be in life. Um, what being established means, what security means, Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. I feel like there's just a huge misconception of how people are acting. How so? What what are the what are the specific ones that you're or like a few examples? A few examples. Um for example, let's just say Oh, I actually have a good one that just popped up do? in my head. Yeah. Good, good. Save it. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for me, the first thing that comes to mind is definitely the idea that a man needs to have something of his own. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we live in a very entrepreneurial like mindset of a time right now where everyone's trying to you know start up a small business and hopefully grow it bigger or start up a service business or whatever it may be. Correct. Um, so what do you mean by own? But own a business. That's like, as in... You're saying that's one of the misconceptions? Yes. One of the misconceptions is that it feels like you are required to mm-hmm. have something of your own to be qualified to even look towards a serious relationship. Which is not true. It's not true. Yeah. But it's a misconception. A yeah. lot of people believe that. And this all comes from just generally talking to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's actually a misconception. Like, like a lot it's of a people It's a huge misconception. Yeah. People are like, no, I'm not, I'm nowhere near even enough money. Well, that's different because it's, I mean, you're talking about having enough money to support a potential family compared yeah. to being an entrepreneur and having your own business. Mm-hmm. Like those are two different things. Yeah. So l- let me just clarify something though, real quick. Mm-hmm. It's when, when men are in the building phase, whether it's your, uh, you know, nine to five career or your privately owned business. Yep. 
when you're in, in a building stage, I think as a man, you shouldn't even be looking for a relationship until mm. a transitional period is over. And what I mean by transitional period is that nothing is guaranteed as of yet. You're not really sitting on, an, on a guaranteed asset, you know, just because you generate a certain amount of numbers. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're rich yet. Maybe rich is money to you. Maybe rich is you have a lot of time. Maybe rich is you have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's defined differently by everybody. But, uh, well, it's, it's in the word it's, it's building. You're, yeah, you're, you're pursuing, a, you're go- going towards something much bigger exactly. than what you currently have. Now, I don't know if I agree or disagree because I, ha- even though I've been thinking about it a lot, <laughs> I don't know whether it, it's a great idea or a bad idea to get into a relationship when you're in a building stage. Mm, that, that is a good point. I feel like it's, it shouldn't be the priority. Mm-hmm. That's the important footnote to, to place. It should not be the priority for you if you're in your early 20s, even mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. I think 20s in general, that shouldn't be a man's priority. Although, you know, different men can do different things. You have, you have the opportunity to choose. But the problem I see with a lot of guys is that they look for it too early. Mm-hmm. They look for it at a stage in their life when they, as you mentioned, they should be building. Yeah, absolutely. They should be gaining skills. They should be making connections. Most of their time and energy should be put towards those things. Nutrition, building your body. It's a, building in general, whether it's a business, your body, um, finances, relationships, outside of an intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's not a hard and fast rule. Like this is, it's, it's very nuanced, so. Yeah. You're right. And there's a lot of confusion with, it's not really confusion. It's just, I I feel like people put that as their end goal. Which it should never be the end goal. It should never be the end goal. Even though I do respect that. I like, I can see, 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 this is why I have a hard time like agreeing and disagreeing. It's because I can see both sides. I can put pros and cons to both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have to factor in the fact that it's 2021. A lot of things have changed. Um, what we get taught, I guess, at a young age and what we see as a young age through parents and other families. Um, I think these days relationships are completely different. Completely different. It's a different playing field. And it's kind yeah. of like we need people to be the rats to find out whether they get divorced or not. You know, like... <laughs> Here, run the experiment These, yeah, for us. Let's run see the works. experiment. You know, it's it's sad, but you see it. You know, young people still get married, and for some reason, those marriages are different than the younger, the the still young relationships from back then. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: this is the this is the issue I take with the whole experiment idea. It's that you're an individual, and when it comes to a relationship, when it comes to two people coming together and deciding that they want to be together for the rest of their lives, mm-hmm. if they so choose solely depends on them it doesn't matter how what the divorce rate is you know you see the stats divorce rates at around 50 percent. that shit does not matter because at the end of the day it's about you the other person and whether that's a healthy relationship yeah and the the problem as i mentioned before the problem i see with a lot of young guys is that they try to get into it too early mm-hmm. they're not mature enough to handle that kind of relationship when 
um, on the other side, they could have just extended the amount of time mm -hmm. that they would have been single, built themselves up in all areas of their life. And, you know, by their late 20s, say 29 to early 30s, they would be nicely set up for that. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of a lot of people have this idea that, especially men, in your early 30s, that you're old. And I call complete bullshit on that. Yeah. You are, you are still technically, in my mind, you're still technically a child. Because once you hit 30 years old, you have your 40s, 50s, 60s. Mm -hmm. That's an entire second half of your life. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is, though. It's the, definitely something has changed within, the, you know, the the day-to-day -day, uh, operations. Companies have changed. Mm -hmm. uh, work has changed, man. The way, the way that even work builds us. So, like, I know a lot of people before COVID did remote work. Yeah. That's, that was something that was introduced as very new because to go to work, you have to get up, brush your teeth, get the hell out of the house and go mm -hmm. to a specific company, yeah. work in your office, whatever it is. I feel like now people are, are getting more creative with creating more lifestyles. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I'm the type of person where I'm, I'm on the go. You know, I still make, you know, six racks a year, but yeah. um, I don't act like it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to act that role. It's more about the job being done. So I think that created more freedom. And with more freedom, it allows you to think more personal, right? It's not, you're not going to be thinking about your job 24-7. Because when yeah. you're in a work environment, you tend to work on thinking purely about next week's presentation, uh, today's memo, um, tomorrow's meeting, you know? You have time you're, to relax you're, yeah, and your yeah. mind opens up to the other things. Exactly. So yeah. you could technically like at work just be like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna send out this email and then see follow up with uh, whatever manufacturer. And then yeah. you look around, you'll be like, "Oh, honey, did you take out the trash?" Mm -hmm. Like now you're thinking about home and work. Yeah. So it's changing a lot of. I feel like we have a lot of leisure time. We're we're a lot more comfortable now. A lot of people are well. So it makes our It makes our decisions longer mm -hmm. to decide on. <laughs> okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. So now it's it's more like, okay, let's bring that idea into uh, rushing into a relationship, mm -hmm. for example. Do you, see where I'm, do you see where I'm going with this? No, no, I get you. I get you. <sighs> it allows more, more room for, for screwing up because you're taking forever to, to decide because you've trained yourself to be a slower person. By, by choosing to do the most important role of the day at home. Yeah, I can see how you, you mix, see, up, you mix yeah. up personal and, yeah. and business. But at the end of the day, it's all mixed up anyway. Exactly. But in, I'm not saying that it's, it's in all cases. I'm mm -hmm. just saying that that could be a potential. That's a potential theory of, yeah. you know, why things play out over the course of years yeah. into this. Mm -hmm. So to go along with, with misconceptions. Yeah. Um, a second one that I see actually mm -hmm. is, and and I'm going to get a lot of hate from the white knights out there, mm -hmm. uh, but being Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. And Un by being, now I have to make a differentiation here. Being Mr. Nice Guy doesn't mean that you're not kind yeah. to the person that you're in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. um, it means don't be a doormat. 
basically. There is a huge difference between that those two mentalities. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, what you see in a lot of guys is that they're first because they're not building, mm-hmm. they are unable to step into their full masculine power. And they're not able to set boundaries in a relationship. They're not able to tell their woman that they don't like a certain thing that she does or a certain thing that she she says. Mm-hmm. And they're afraid of that pushback yeah. because they haven't built themselves up to that point to where they know what they want. They understand that they are the leader in the relationship. Yes. Because I don't care what anyone says, the man is the leader in the relationship. That's how it's supposed to be. That's how it will always be. That's how it always and was. And mm-hmm. that's what women want. Women want to follow. They don't want to be a leader in a relationship. Of course. I mean, what's nicer than having everything prepared for you? You know, all the necessities, for example. Exactly. You know, why would I label myself the provider then if that's not the case? Mm-hmm. Well, if we're all independent, you know. Yeah, you have this whole trope that, that women are throwing around like, oh, I'm an independent woman. I don't need no man. I'm like, okay, honey, let's see let's, how that, let's see how that works see how out. In say, it's a sad life, dude. I know 10 pe- to 15 years. I, I personally know people like that. You know, they're above 40 and <laughs> pretty sad. Yeah. It's really sad. And that mentality kind of ruined them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think like there are maybe 1% of women who might be happy with that lifestyle, mm-hmm. but most, most of them do want a family. Yeah, and we're basing this off of like human nature. Yeah, human nature, way, hierarchies. Yeah, this is it's just the way it is, and it's the way. Like you go back to, let's say the fifties or sixties. Mm-hmm. There were there was no war between genders that we have now. Yeah, it's not men against women. It was more of a laid back situation where listen, we understood that there are certain things from each gender that uh, they're willing to do. Yeah. And everyone, for the most part, is happy. Yeah. It's like, uh, there, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And even talking about it, there's nothing wrong with it. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's your strong points provided to you by whatever source you believe in. You mm-hmm. know? Yep. Whoever your creator is, that's how we are. Yeah. You know? You can't tell me that... Um, you know, when a man gets angry, he has more power, for example. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he's, he's able to mess crap up, you know, just. Well, yeah, but- eventually, like, it's just, it's, it's within us. Whether you like it or not, you're just pumped to the core. And for example, bodybuilding is another good one. Mm-hmm. Look at men and women. We know both can bodybuild, right? There are definitely biological differences. That's not even an Huge argument. biological differences. But let me ask you a question. Like, okay. Let's say it's you and your wife. Yes. Somebody breaks into the house. Mm-hmm. Who's going to fight them? Well, I'm independent, so. You think, you think your it. woman is going to step up to the no. plate and she's going to fight if, them? And if anything, my bodily instinct without a thought is I'm going to fuck shit up today. You That's know? what we're talking about, biological drives. That's it. It's just that, that, that internal drive within me as a man, mm-hmm. that's my role. Yeah. Whether I labeled it a role or not, that's just what I'm going to do naturally. Instinct case. Yeah, then. instinct case. It's kind of like, um, uh, like mothers have more connection and intuition with their children than the father does biologically. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. They're way way more nurturing. Mm-hmm. Um, better at listening. Mm-hmm. Better at the you know forming relationship bonds that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
that we we handle it differently. Um, what what specifically but, in the okay? Let's let's move on from let's go into the dating market because I think that's that's more interesting. <laughs> um, do you have any misconceptions that you see within the dating market that pop up? Uh, yes, and this points towards men actually. So there's this rating system of how valuable you are based off of how many women you get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, what do you mean by how many women you get? Like the amount of people like, you've like, had sex with? No. Literally just confrontations, uh, centers of attention. Okay. How many, how much, how, how much many, are you surrounded by it? How much know? attention do you garner from How much from do you women? get, you know, how much, how many compliments do you get? How many interactions do you get that are just... You know, pointed towards infatuation or correct, yeah, affection, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, a lot of guys like to count bodies, and they choose that as a metric system for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Like within within the male sphere, that's a very real yeah, thing. that's a huge thing. And it's it's, a dick swinging contest, <laughs> basically. And yeah, that's a, that's that to me is a huge misconception because a lot of guys, you know, that builds a lot of insecurities within them. Especially mm -hmm. when they're surrounded by testosterone. Yeah. You know, you're going to be like, <laughs> I don't know how he does it. He gets a lot, you know. And it's just like, why does it matter? Like, at the end of the day, why does it matter? Because the fundamental rules have not changed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everyone's on their own timeline. Everyone's a different person. Um, you may be seeing them as happy, but maybe they're dying inside and they're stressing out. You don't know that, you know. So stop comparing. I'd say it matters and it doesn't matter simultaneously. Yes, but you should be, I, I believe it should be more privatized than talked about, if anything. Well, we're guys, so we're inevitably going to talk about it. But like, don't, you don't need to share that information with strangers or, yeah. or, or the public. Yeah. That shit doesn't need to be out there. But I'm, I'm going like the Thomas Shelby route where okay. I, I speak less than everybody else. We do. But, when I, when, I, but when I say something, I have something to say. You know we saying? do love Thomas Shelby. Thomas Shelby is like as a like as a fucking savage. Yeah, he's a he's a savage. His quotes are all insane. Mm -hmm. the, his writers are just amazing. I'm glad they casted. Uh, yeah, Killian Murphy. Well, let let me but, actually bring up an important point with the uh, with the whole yeah. dating market and specifically that you specifically body count, the amount of people, the amount of partners you've had sex with, for men. Society doesn't look down upon men who have sex with more than, with a certain number of women. Okay, so you, yeah, you're basing this off like tra uh, traditionally here. Or just human history in general. Okay. But if you, if you pose that question to women and you have a, like you have two women, you have a woman who understands that sex is a very intimate process mm -hmm. and that it is... It's it's sacred. Sacred, yes. At the end of the day, it's sacred. Verse, so you have one woman who thinks it's sacred. She's either a virgin or she has maybe has had sex with one or two partners. On the other hand, you have the ratchet kind of woman mm -hmm. who just goes out, has sex with, you know. Anything you can get your hands on? With a guy, let's say a new guy, four times a week. Society inherently looks down upon that because... Throughout history, cultures have always prized women mm -hmm. and their virginity. Yeah. 
because they understand how important, like a woman's body is able to produce a baby. Mm-hmm. That is not, a, that's not a thing to mess around with. Not at all. And it's, it's, it's turned into like a game. Yeah. So it's a ranking game at this mm-hmm. point. I see that as a problem. And what I do see in, in modern day culture and in the dating market in general today is that we're, we're fine. We, it's harder and harder to find a woman who is, who prizes her virginity or a low body count. Yeah. Compared to like, you're seeing more women go to the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. which I think is a big problem. Yeah. And I'm, I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash for saying that, but that's the truth. Yeah. And that's okay. You're always going to have people that are going to oppose you. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is. Yeah, of course. You, know, you could say Chuck E. Cheese is the dopest place in the world and someone will disagree. <laughs> Fuck Chuck E. Cheese, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. It's, it's, never, it's never as shameful for a man as it is for a woman. Mm-hmm. And here's another point. And it's weird because it's yeah. not like someone put a rule on that. It's just naturally... Human beings inherently understand it. Yeah. Because... Throughout human culture, every single culture, like, for example, with war, mm-hmm. why do we send men out to war? Because the women are your, they're your prized protection, dude. Women like, and children are prized. Yeah. Okay, they're, they're, they take on a different, a special quality. Whereas men, people don't look at it from this perspective, but men are disposable mm-hmm. in the war context. Yeah. Because they I have mean, more testosterone, they're willing to fight, yeah. they are the protectors, they are the providers. That's how it is. Yeah. When you leave, there's an 80% chance you're, you're dying. If yeah. not higher. Yeah. So, yeah. I, no, I get that. It's like, why would we send the women out there? Yeah. We're, so I that mean, we they can them. all die and then no, we, we don't have anybody who can produce children for us? Exactly. We don't and have we families? And then, like, without them, the children that are growing up can potentially die, too. Yeah. You know? So they're the caregivers. Yeah. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, as the times changed, I do accept change as well. Yeah. You have to. You have to. So, you know, if a woman's going to be independent or you're looking for, you know, a dual or triple income, like, couple or marriage, uh, household, I don't think you should shy away from that. You know, you want what you want. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Sometimes, like, the act of survival requires that, you know, depending on where you are, uh, situations. Yeah. Circumstances. And, re- like, nobody should judge the type of relationship you have because at the end of the day, it's your choice. Like, if you want to be in a polygamous relationship, have multiple partners, go ahead. Who am I to say that you can't do it? Yeah. If you want to be monogamous, you just want to have one partner that you want to spend the rest of your life with, mm-hmm. go ahead. There's still cultures and traditions that do that, too. Now, I will say there's, in Western society, there is, there are pros and cons to each. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, you mentioned the divorce rate is 50%, so there's always that element to mm-hmm. it. Um, but with, more, with a more polygamous approach, I can see how society becomes more de- degenerate and doesn't value sex as much. Yeah. And it just treats it like, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of like if you go back to when countries were being established or pieces of land and regions, it's kind of like, um, okay, so what, what philosophy are we going to adopt first, you know? Yeah. Is it going to be honor? Is it going to be, uh, I don't know, you know, honor, respect? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be government? Mm-hmm. What kind of operation are we running here? Yeah, what, the val- first, what values what do values, we follow? What values, yeah. yeah. 
Um, where the hell was I going with that? <laughs> the thing is with this subject, there's so many avenues. There's so many avenues. Throw. And that's, I feel like we can apply that too still today. You know, as times sure. change, you can, you can always apply that. Um, so with, with a multiple partner, like mm -hmm. we know, like Islamically speaking, you can have up to four. Yeah, which is it's, it's that's what's allowed, I guess, in the religion. Not many do it today, but because it's a goddamn mission. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a mission. It's expensive. Like you better be about it. You know, it's it's hard and enough it's, trying to trying to create a healthy relationship with one person. I can't imagine four. Yeah, what? But you get it. It's kind of like that's your household now. You have four wives, right? Yeah, you have one for honor, one for virtue, you know, and the other one for government. And then the, you know, the fourth one for leisure, whatever, like, like they serve different you roles. You can kind of like, if you're like a multi-sourced man, I guess it makes sense. Like you could think about it that way. That to me is too much. Yeah. It's way too way much. Way too me. much. Yeah. And I honestly just care about having like a very private uh, relationship to begin with. Why would you want a mess? You know, yeah. women are jealous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've well, seen it. I've seen yeah, it. It's, it's you know, whether weird. you're, whether she's in an agreement or not, like, it, there has to be something there where it's, um, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> it a, is, it is a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, misconceptions. So if you, if we stay back on track, mm -hmm. would you say there's any other misconceptions with today's, uh, world of relationships? Fuck. It's such a hard one. I know. Misconceptions. It's a thinker. I, I wouldn't classify this as a misconception. I would say, just specifically with men, mm -hmm. they, they, well, I'll talk about both men and women. Men need to understand that they are born, like, okay, we can say every human being has inherent value. I get that perspective. But mm -hmm. strictly speaking in this context, men, when they're born, they're pretty useless. Like, as a man, you have to build yourself up. You have to learn certain skills. You have to become the type of man that you want to be. So that's why I've said before in the past that men age like fine wine if they're focused on improvement. Yeah. Like they get better over time as they get older and they become more attractive to women as they get older and improve. But with women, they're, like we mentioned, because they're so prized, mm -hmm. um, they have inherent value. So it depends on their beauty. It depends on how they're born, essentially. And of course, the, you know, they, they can also improve, but I did want to make that distinction because I think that's an important one. Yeah. I think that's, that's interesting because uh, on the man's side. Um, it's better the, for us the, to talk about men yeah. because we, we're men. We understand yeah. that more intimately. So. Being, uh, being more attractive, I think, comes with uh, being confident with your own being first. Yeah. And by 100%. that, I mean self-love, taking care of your own self. Yeah. Um, naturally, as we get older, we like, you know, if you're conscious enough, your hygiene goes up, mm -hmm. uh, you start to care about your presentation. You know, it's not just AirPods that come well presented. <laughs> I come well presented as well. But well, for some dudes nowadays, but a lot yeah. of dudes are just, but like, that's oh. why I said you have to be conscious and aware of it. You have to yeah. willingly want to do it. Mm -hmm. And with that comes a lot, comes a, a, a lot, whole lot without you even having to try. I mean, obviously you know, just being comfortable with yourself, uh, taking yourself out, enjoying your time alone, go to the theaters alone, 
-hmm. enjoy the things you enjoy without company. Yeah. Because the only company you technically need and that you can master is yourself. Mm -hmm. Once you do that, things will follow. And I think that's where the age comes in. It's spending so much time alone. Mm -hmm. When you spend so much time alone, it doesn't mean it's depressing either. It could start off as depressing. Mm -hmm. But I, I tell my siblings to do this all the time. Okay. And I tell my parents to let them do this, you know, and it's basically turn off a Wi-Fi, take everything away, let them cry. Let's see what they do when they're bored. You can't baby them. You cannot baby them. Let them be, let them go through the cycles, whether they're going to cry, break stuff, mess up the wall. They're eventually going to get quiet. They're going to get bored and they're going to have to do something. (laughs) They're going to have to do some man shit. There you go. Now we're on to something. Yeah. They started digging. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh my God, we found some rocks in the backyard. And it's like, oh, dude, that's sick, you know? And you would hype them up for that more than you would a video game because it's just more like you're in your own world right now, in yeah. your own world. You're <laughs> all the habits that you're going to develop, everything is going to come from you at this moment. And that's from less distractions. Mm-hmm. everything around us is a distraction besides our physical being yeah whatever oh, you choose facts. to do that's going to help you in the long run that's why i say don't focus on relationships but focus on your own relationship mm-hmm. okay i have that's another question for you yeah when do you think men hit their their prime 33 very specific number mm-hmm. okay i like it i see it a lot because I feel like a lot of guys think their prime is in like their early 20s. And that is not true. Because I was like that. I remember at 25, I was uh, telling myself, hell yeah, I know, I know everything I want to do. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything's laid out for you, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going about it very chill and confident. But you know what? Two years later, everything changed. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be too. Yeah. And then what do you do? You don't deny it. You accept it. You realize that it is impossible for me to lay out everything in front of me yeah makes no sense you have to just accept be a good decision maker move on Mm -hmm. never go back why 33 33 because i feel like at 30 when you were usually around 29 slash 30 when that birthday is about to hit what a lot of people do this is coming from like uh like my friends and uh, family they start to think, wow, finally, I'm, I'm, I'm established. I'm driving a BMW. I'm doing like all this stuff. My, you know, I have finally collected, collected enough money since 18 to be able to afford this through cash flow and whatever, my side business. And now I have a job that lines up. I have a mm-hmm. six-year contract. It's no longer like short-term. Yeah. Everything has been playing out in long-term signatures, you know? Yeah. So it relaxes you. And at 30, what I tend to realize is that they really do find their flow. And it's usually a slow one. Mm. Like they finally have maxed out chilled, but they're at the most like proactive, um, like all time high. Yeah, I get you. It's a spike of like, I will do everything, you know, like I could be working three jobs, still have a good relationship with the family. Um, run charities, mm-hmm. do homeless work on the weekends. Like, you're just so active that, and, and, and you feel good internally. You can see it on their face. Like, they're glowing. They look yeah. good. 
their hair is in like the best shape of their life. For most people, it's not kind of obviously assuming that they take care of themselves. They take care their of their twenties. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're pretty fit usually. Um, yeah, dude. Like it's well. I mean, that dude. That's the biggest problem I have. It's like seeing a lot of these other dudes out here who they're they're just they've checked out of life and they're they're in their early 20s mm-hmm. 22 25 and they they're basically they're dead on an emotional and spiritual level yeah because they i understand i mean i can understand how people get to that point but guys need to understand that things get better as long as you get better yeah like you know it sounds cliche but it's just the fucking truth yeah when you get better things get better yeah that's how it is it's all i swear to you the, the one thing i learned is that it's all mental power mhm do you have an on and off switch for your for when you're feeling down can you turn it off and be like i'm going to get through this day and smile about it or not that's what it means to be a man yeah and then if you can't you have some discipline work to do Mm-hmm. Because you can wire yourself a certain way. That's what people don't understand. That Goggins mentality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get yeah, literally, you know. But I'm not saying it in such an extreme form. It's really sitting down and figuring it out. Because, like we learned this, if anyone has taken like a math course or something, sure, you're not going to get it the first time. But once you try again and again and again and again and again for the same problem. It's going to be the same answer with the same denominator in the same parentheses. Yeah. <laughs> but it took you this long to figure it out because you spent the time. Mm-hmm. So imagine that, that problem was yourself. That was one part of yourself that you worked on. Once you mastered it, you know you did. So you move on to the next flaw. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's problem solving. No, 100%. And the reason why I say it's frustrating seeing a lot of these other guys out here just, mm-hmm. you know, checking out of life is because that's that's my worst fear. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest pain, source of pain for me in the future. I can think ahead and I, I'm like, I do not want to become like these fucking people. Yeah. No one can, no one can think anymore. Straight up. They can't think ahead. They certainly can't think ahead. Yeah. They, like... It's so culture-based, and I feel like the culture is so much around social media. Well, of course it is. It's part of our lives now. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I mean, we see this all the time, but it's just like, men are trash. Women are trash. They're trash. We're not trash. You're trash. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? You know, it's kind of like, it's back and forth thing, but it's just like, maybe the thing is, is that people that are on this platform are trash. It's not men are trash or women are trash. Maybe it's just a bunch of people who grew up in a trash culture. Yeah. Or maybe you don't know how to seek further. Yeah. So you get stuck within your own community and everyone within your community is just trash. (laughs) So you just label 4.6 billion people trash. What's that quote? Spend, I don't know, spend something around you are who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Spend, uh, spend time with like four shitty people. You'll become the fifth. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's inevitable. It's inevitable. I like that one. You become the fifth. Yeah. And to that, I plea. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, it's a tough time. I will say that. But I never think you should rush into it. And as we know, the universe usually lines up with 
wherever your headspace is or w- whatever timing uh, your life kind of allows, your own you, timeline. You mentioned that earlier. I want you to go deeper into that. Yeah. So like the idea that the, um, the timeline? you sent me a voice message. Yeah. Uh, what was it about? It was like things things have a tendency to find a way to you when you think of them. Yes. This has been happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Me and you are around each other a lot, so this has been happening a lot. But uh, it's basically like uh, things in the universe have a tendency to find the path to you depending on what you're so focused on. Yeah. 100%. And I will give you an example. Let's just say you were thinking about, um, uh, I don't know, stomach bloating or like gastrotechnical things, <laughs> right? Gastrotechnical, that's the first one I've yeah. heard. Yeah, you're just like, I didn't feel right yesterday and I am now, my brain is now focused on my stomach not feeling great. Yeah. And I go on WebMD and I'm just like, Hey, let's check this out. And you start reading about gastro, esophagus crap, you know, extra gas, um, acid timing throughout the day. Bloating, all that shit. Bloating. And you're just like, hmm, that's interesting. And then you go to sleep. And you wake up the next day and you see like a famous influencer or something. Just put out like this giant paragraph about gastro asphyxiation or whatever. And you're just like, what? Why is this the first thing on my page? It's interesting, isn't and it? And it's not that Google's listening. The universe is listening. Oh, that's a quote for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I know why this happens. We have a we have a part of our it's not a full explanation of why it happens, but there's a part of our brain called the RAS, reticular mm-hmm. activating system. And it's so trippy when you research this thing because y- you know the phenomenon when you when you buy Let's say you buy buy a yellow Honda Civic. Horrible choice, horrible color, okay? Yeah. And then you start seeing yellow Honda Civics everywhere on the road. Mm-hmm. Where beforehand, you never saw one. Yeah. That's the RAS at play. That's what it is. Your mind is so it's... focused on one particular thing mm-hmm. that there's there's a confirmation bias to it. That you now inherently pick up on all the things that yeah. you look for. I think that's a mild form, though. That analogy. like for, It's a mild form. Yeah. Yeah. But an extreme form would be something like I told you, where you literally, the first moment you open the app, mm-hmm. it's just sitting there like it found its way to you. Yeah. You feel so personally connected to it that it's almost life-changing. Would you would, would that be classified as synchronicity? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would say have to say so. Yeah. I would have to say so, yeah. It lines up mm-hmm. with it. But it's fascinating. It's very fascinating. Pay attention to that stuff, guys. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, this is why, have you heard of the book, like, The Secret, the movie The Secret? No. The idea that you can manifest with your mind. Ooh. You can just think about what you want in the future and it'll happen. Hmm. Now, of course, you can't just think on your couch and not do anything. Like, you, you have, have to, to work. Be, it's, it requires another, another depth of focus, mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. But, um, who mentioned this? The author, I think it was the author, Joseph Campbell, The Power of Myth. Oh, okay. Book. Okay. Okay. Um, he talks about how when you follow a specific, when you follow your own unique route, mm-hmm. doors will begin to open up where there was never one before. 
in such a unique way that only you can walk through that door. Something along those lines. Yeah. No one's timeline is the same. And it, and here's a, here's a clear indicator of we're all different. Every living being's eye is a whole different universe. That's true. Fingerprints. No, yeah. None of them are the same. Yep. Eyes to me are just insane. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that I'm like very fascinated by. Fingerprints, I was. But <laughs> eyes are more appealing because you know they're yeah. the jewels of the universe. But it's like course. when you when you look deep into them, they're not scary, per no. se. They're just there's so much story mm-hmm. within someone's eyes. You can tell a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can you can tell if somebody's killed someone else just by the way yeah. their eyes are. And it's not people think it's like the muscle surrounding it. It's not the muscle. It's literally your eye speaking. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Some eye physiognomy action. Think of for Tom you. Hardy. Tom Hardy has a lot of roles where he, his mouth isn't showing. It's just eyes. Yeah. And he's a master at that. It's crazy how much there is in the eyes. Mm. It's deep. No, it's true, man. Very deep. It's 100% true. Yeah, very much so. All right. What do you think? Do you want to add a. Anything else on the whole, like, um, men and women thing? I would say some advice. Just don't rush into it. The only thing I would rush into, though, is building yourself. I would start right now. You don't have time, for sure. You literally don't have time. Start right now. Focus on that. Things will happen in life. One of them will be a girl or guy. That's it. Yeah. And it's funny because... Control what you can control. That's it. There's there's also an element to like... Whatever you want comes into your life when you're not focused on it. Mm-hmm. Like you see a lot of a lot of guys or, or gals who have this like I need to get a boyfriend yeah. or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife. Yeah. And it never happens for them. Or they end mm-hmm. up in shitty relationships. But when they stop looking, yeah. somebody comes into their life. If we did the podcast for money, we would not have gone to episode hundred. No. No. If we did it to do the podcast, we wouldn't even we made start. It to we wouldn't even yeah. start if that was the case. Exactly. So I think the thing that's killing all of us, to be honest. Is that we focus too much on money. We hold on it, hold on to it like, you know, for dear life almost. Mm-hmm. And the way I see it is that it comes and it goes, but it comes more than it goes. Therefore, you already know what to focus on. The 2AM podcast. Exactly. Check us out at the 2AM podcast on YouTube, guys. We also have a side channel called the 2AM Clips. Go check that out. We're on Spotify, anchor.fm. Lipson, Google Pod, everything. everything, everything, every major platform you can think of. Yeah, go ahead, rate, subscribe, like, follow us, send us a message, tell your family and friends. Tune in for more. Exactly. And until then, guys, we'll see you next time.